اوکے باب لئیس علی المسلم فی فرسه صدقہ لئیس علی المسلم the Muslim is not obligated فی فرسه with regards to his horse صدقہ صدقہ meaning a Muslim does not have to pay zakat on his horses so there is no zakat on horses however many a person has uh, there is zakat on camels and sheep but not on horses unless these horses are for trade then they'll be treated as as trade goods all right as trade goods then zakat on the horses will be as like inventory حدثنا آدم حدثنا شعبة حدثنا عبد الله بن دينار قال سمعت سليمان بن يسار عن عراك بن مالك عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said ليس على المسلم في فرسه وغلامه صدقه A Muslim does not have to pay zakat on his horses or slaves باب ليس على المسلم في عبده صدقه A Muslim does not have to pay zakat on the slaves حدثنا مسدد حدثنا يحيى بن سعيد عن خسيم بن عراك قال حدثني أبي عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حدثنا سليمان بن حرب حدثنا وهيب بن خالد حدثنا خسيم بن عراك بن مالك عن أبيه عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ليس على المسلم صدقة في عبده ولا فرسه that a Muslim does not have to pay zakat on his horse or slave so What does it mean by his horse, his slave, meaning the horse that he has for himself, meaning for personal use? But the horse that is like a trade goods, then there will be zakat on that. And remember that this extends to other things of personal use also. So for example, if you have a property, like a house, and it's for personal use, or a car, it's for personal use, there's no zakat on that. Okay? But when it comes to, for example, uh, gold and jewelry, right? a woman has gold in the form of jewelry and it is for personal use. Is there a zakat on that? Yes, there is. Even though some scholars say that, no, there is no zakat on that because it is being used. But there are clear ahadiths that indicate, like for example, a woman came to the Prophet wasallam, and her daughter was with her and uh, on the daughter's arms were bangles. Right? And the Prophet ﷺ inquired that, have you given zakat for this? And she said, no. And he said that, would you like that there are bracelets of fire? So the woman immediately gave zakat. So remember that there is zakat on gold and silver, even if they are for personal use. So even if, for example, a person has teeth of gold, there is zakat on that. Why? Because gold and silver are money. Okay, gold and silver are a category of their own and on them zakat is due. Bab al-sadaqati ala al-yatama, giving sadaqa to the orphans. Now here also sadaqa means zakat. Now, why orphans are mentioned? Because you remember the verse, it doesn't mention orphans. Right? It doesn't mention orphans. It mentions the poor and the needy, but it does not mention orphans. So remember that just because a person is an orphan does not mean that they are entitled to zakat. Because an orphan can still be rich. Okay? Who is a yatim, by the way? Who is an orphan? Okay. An orphan, yes? So orphan is a child that has not reached the age of puberty and the father has died. If the mother has died, Not an orphan. 
If the father is alive but sick, not an orphan. You understand? And once this child becomes an adult, 20, 25, even 15, I mean once they hit puberty, they're no longer treated as an orphan. Right? Some people think that even if they're 20, 25, I mean, the, the label orphan goes with them for life. Alright? It only applies until when? Puberty. Go ahead. If the father is gone, this is a separate thing, but there are different opinions of scholars. Some say that, you know, for example, the wife of such a person has to wait for three years or, you know, or one year. Right? Some have said one year, some have said more than that. So there are different opinions about how long uh, you have to wait until you consider them gone. In the case of divorce, I mean, if the father is alive, the child is not orphan. The child will only be orphan when the father has died. Okay. Now, remember that just because a child is an orphan does not make them entitled to zakat. What makes them entitled to zakat is if they are poor or miskin, all right, in one of those categories. حدثنا معاذ بن فضالة حدثنا هشام عن يحيى عن هلال بن أبي ميمونة حدثنا عطاء بن يسار أنه سمع أبا سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه يحدث أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جلس ذات يوم على المنبر أبو سعيد الخدري reported that one day the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم sat on the minbar وجلسنا حوله and we sat around him فَقَالَ And then the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنِّي مِمَّا أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِي What I really fear for you after me is مَا يُفْتَحُ عَلَيْكُمْ What will be open to you مِنْ زَهْرَةِ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا وَزِينَتِهَا Of the beauty and the attraction of this world. Meaning what I fear for you after me is that you will have a lot of wealth. And this because of that wealth, you will do a lot of wrong. This is what I fear for you. فَقَالَ رَجُلٌ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ So a man said, O Messenger of Allah, أَوَيَأْتِ الْخَيْرُ بِالشَّرِّ Can wealth bring evil? Now, you see the word al-khayr. Khayr means good. But remember that khayr also means wealth. In the Quran we learn, وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٌ He is very intense in his love for khayr. And by khayr, it's wealth. That's what it means. So you see again over here the Prophet ﷺ saying something and the companions asking him a question. So the companions asked him questions when they didn't understand something. But their, but their questions were not useless questions. So the man asked that, can wealth bring evil? Why are you afraid for us that we'll have a lot of wealth? So why is this worrisome? Or it can be understood as, can good bring evil? Meaning, wealth is supposed to be a blessing. So how can blessing bring evil? How can a blessing be a curse? فَسَكَتَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So the Prophet ﷺ was quiet. فَقِيلَ لَهُ So it was said to that man, مَا شَأْنُكَ تُكَلِّمُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَلَا يُكَلِّمُكَ That you spoke to the Prophet ﷺ and he's not answering you. What have you done? They thought that he was not happy with the question. But then فَرَأَيْنَا When they looked at the Prophet ﷺ, we saw أَنَّهُ يُنْزَدُ عَلَيْهِ That he was receiving revelation. And, you know, the companions recognized when the Prophet ﷺ was receiving revelation. And one of those signs was that, of course, he would be quiet and there would be sweat on his 
forehead. And that's what happened here. قَالَ فَمَسَحَ عَنْهُ الرُّوحَ ضَاءَ He wiped away the sweat from himself. فَقَالَ أَيْنَ السَّائِلَ And he said, where's the questioner? Because the people were sitting around the mimbal, right? So he asked that, where's the person who asked? وَكَأَنْهُ حَمِدَهُ And it was as if he praised him. Meaning, when the Prophet ﷺ was quiet, the people thought he did not like that question. But then when he inquired about where the sa'il was, where the questioner was, the people thought, okay, the Prophet ﷺ was happy with him. He liked that question. فَقَالَ The Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّهُ لَا يَأْتِ الْخَيْرُ بِالشَّرْ Khair does not bring evil. Wealth is not evil. Or khair only brings good. But the wrong use of good is what brings evil. Isn't it? So wealth in itself is not evil, but the wrong use of wealth can bring evil. The Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّهُ لَا يَأْتِي الْخَيْرُ بِالشَّرْ And then he gave an example. وَإِنَّ مِمَّا يُنْبِتُ الرَّبِيعُ يَقْتُلُ أَوْ يُلِمُّ وَإِنَّا and indeed مِمَّا يُنْبِتُ الرَّبِيعُ Rabir is spring, spring season. Now in spring, I mean after the winter, what do you see in spring? Flowers, plants. So مِمَّا يُنْبِتُ الرَّبِيعُ What spring grows of plants, those plants can yaqtulu, they can kill aw yulimmu or cause extreme sickness that is close to destruction. What does this mean? You need animal knowledge to understand this. It's not that easy to say bye to the camels and the goats. You see these animals, ruminants, cattle, goats, sheep, camels, they cannot handle overeating. Especially when they're hungry, when they've been hungry for a long time then what happens is that they overeat. They don't know when to stop. And there are certain foods, like for example grains, which if they overdose on, they can actually die. Grain can kill them if they eat a lot of it on an empty stomach. You understand? So this is why these animals have to be fed, you know, little by little. And the shepherd has to basically take them away from the food or they will eat themselves to death, literally. So the Prophet ﷺ said that what spring grows can kill or it can cause extreme sickness to these animals. Now, are those plants evil? No, they're not evil, but their wrong use, excessive use is evil. إِلَّا أَكِلَةَ الْخَضْرَى Except for the eater of leaves. Meaning, Except for the animal that eats some food, but then akalat, it eats, hatta idam taddat khasirataha, until its two khasira expand. Khasira is the flank or the side of an animal. Okay? Now, when an animal is hungry, like for example a goat, when it's hungry, the stomach is literally, you know, it goes in. But then when it eats, you see the stomach coming out. So it eats until you see the stomach bulging out or extending out, meaning you see that it's full. Then what does this animal do? It faces the eye of the sun, meaning it goes and sits in the sun, stops eating, waits for the food to be digested. And then فَثَلَطَتْ وَبَالَتْ it defecates and urinates, 
And then وَرَتَعَتْ And it eats again. This animal does not get killed or sick by eating. Right? It doesn't get killed or sick by eating. Why? Because it eats until the stomach is full, then waits for the food to be digested, and then goes and eats again. But the first animal, what happened to it? Over it and died. Or over it and got really sick. وَإِنَّ هَذَا الْمَالَ خَضِرَةٌ حُلْوَةٌ And this wealth is green, meaning delicious, خَضِرَةٌ meaning it's very attractive, and it's حُلْوَةٌ, it is sweet. Sweet as in it's delicious, it's enjoyable. And this is the reality of the things of this world. They're attractive and once you have them, they're actually enjoyable. You enjoy them. So it's very easy to overeat. Right? It's very easy to overconsume. And that is destructive. And that is what the Prophet ﷺ feared for us. But then he said, فَنِعْمَ صَاحِبُ الْمُسْلِمِ How good is the Muslim, meaning how good is the Muslim who is the owner of such wealth, which wealth that مَا أَعْطَى مِنْهُ الْمِسْكِينَ وَالْيَتِيمَ وَبْنَ السَّبِيلِ From which he gives to the needy, to the orphan, and to the traveler. Meaning how good is that wealth of the Muslim from which he gives to those who are in need. أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ Or he said something similar. And then he said, وَإِنَّهُ مَنْ يَأْخُذُهُ بِغَيْرِ حَقِّهِ The person who takes wealth without right, كَالَّذِي يَأْكُلُ وَلَا يَشْبَعُ is like the person who eats and does not get satisfied. So what happens then? He keeps eating and eating and eating and that eating kills him. وَيَكُونُ شَهِيدًا عَلَيْهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And that wealth will be a witness against him on the Day of Judgment. So what do we see in this hadith? An example of who? Two types of people. The first type of person is who? Who? Okay. Greedy or you could say مفرط, excessive. That he's not satisfied with the wealth that he has. So he keeps seeking more and more and more. But will he ever be satisfied? No. Because you know in the hadith we learned that if the son of Adam had a valley full of gold, what would he desire? Another valley. Right? So this is what the Prophet ﷺ feared for us. And the other type of person is who? Muqtasid, the moderate. Where he gets money, he gets the wealth. He uses it. And part of that use is that he gives of it to the orphans also. And then he gets more wealth. And then he uses it. He uses it well. So what do we learn in this hadith that, of course, Imam Bukhari brings it here, that how good is that wealth from which the orphans receive? So if there is an orphan who is in need, then again, give zakat to them also. And of course, in this hadith, in general, we understand that there should be moderation in seeking wealth. A person should not make wealth the focus of their life. And remember that wealth or having a lot of wealth is not unlawful. Just like eating is not unlawful. But overeating, is that harmful? Yes. So excessiveness in terms of collecting wealth, in earning wealth, and in you know excessiveness with regards to worldly things, can that be harmful? Can that be harmful? Yes, it can be. Just as overeating can be harmful. Right? Go ahead. Yes, it was not an ayah. Very glad you pointed that out. It was not an ayah or part of the Qur'an that was given at that time, but we see that from other narrations also, that Jibreel would also guide the Prophet ﷺ as to what to say. So, And this is why, remember, that there is two types of revelation that were given to the Prophet ﷺ. Revelation that is recited, which is the Qur'an, 
and revelation that is not recited, all right, which we learn through the actions of the Prophet ﷺ or through his teachings. But the source again is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, if it was Qur'an that, that is to be recited, of course, if it's part of the Qur'an, then the Prophet ﷺ would call the scribe actually. He would recite it to the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see, the ten times is reward in the hereafter, right? Ten times here, no, it's uh, it's the reward. Okay? But, of course, when you will give in the way of Allah, Allah will give you something, right? He will return. Having a lot of wealth comes with its responsibilities and its risks. And here we see that when you have wealth, you know, we've been taught that give from it to the miskeen, yatim, and ibn sabi. Don't just keep it all to yourself. Yes, of course. Here, I mean, in general, should you give to the yatim, whether the yatim is in need or not? Yes, why not? But when it comes to zakat, then that has to be given to the yatim that is in need. It's referring to this statement right before that. Which is فَنِعْمَ صَاحِبُ الْمُسْلِمِ مَا أَعْطَى مِنْهُ الْمِسْكِينِ So he wasn't sure perhaps about the order of the words or if there was another example in it. So to be on the safe side, كَمَا قَالَ نَبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ Like he's giving a disclaimer. Okay, inshallah. Subhanakallahu bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.